What we doing looking at gyms? Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> low low barriers to entry, um, unloved. There's, there's some there's some real reasons not to not to like the space. Maybe we could start a new and start with that. That's what I've been trying to understand for years. <laughs> I think there's there's a couple of clear problems with this business, which probably suggests why it's trading where it is, even excluding COVID, which we. Effectively well, when you say this business, to be clear, we're talking about the gym group in the UK. We're talking about Basic Fit. Yeah, we're talking about the discount gym model, um, more particularly the company-owned discount gym. Obviously, Planet Fitness is a franchise, so it's you know slightly different. But yeah, the, I mean, still relevant. But the, the discount gym model. Um, but yeah, I think I mean this is I've been studying this business for you know. 10 years or whatever since since gym group um listed in the uk and there are a couple of kind of problems which you know starting on the on, on the negatives which i think are probably obvious but gyms it, it kind of attracts certain investors you can get you can get really elaborate you know unit economics long theses on on on, on these businesses because you can you know, you can look at the penetration of discount gyms and the structural growth in the market. You can model out mature gym economics of the boxes and, you know, and come up with some, unless this is here elaborate, but, you know, some somewhat sophisticated quantitative type long thesis, which which t- tends to attract those you know, analysts that are more likely to get excited by by those types of companies. You know, but actually, if you look, you know, one argument and probably the shorts argument is if you look at the the base rates of retail models that are growing rapidly with low barriers to entry, you know, fad like consumer behavior or you know, the history of fads and in fitness exercises and types, um, you know, commodity type product long leases, you know, thesis based on like mature mature box economics in you know in 10 years time like the base rate's probably not too great <laughs> which is probably why it trades where it does um but i think that our work has been around just providing a, a bit more rigorous framework of understanding the nature of competition in these in, in, in these businesses not only within discount gyms but also you know discount gyms to, to, to other gyms in the market um and so our our, our work has been more specifically to understand exactly how these businesses compete and all in aim to better handicap the du- the real durability of of mature gym economics which is obviously crucial to this you know this this thesis that all the longs get excited about because you can model out you know to the nth degree on, on your excel and and all the shorts don't believe because of the base rate how has your understanding of these businesses changed over the last what six seven years? Mm, changed a lot in various different ways. I think. I think at the start, I got really. I was probably one of those analysts that got excited by those. You know, the fact that you can model this out, or at least feel like you can model it out clearly. But it, it kind of evolved in in various different ways. I mean, the first is that 
there were a couple of kind of interesting insights that I think really, I guess, became clear over the last six months, you know, three to six months, which is that the discount gym model and broadly fitness itself, but specifically discount gyms, it's probably one of the only retail formats that exists, at least to come to my mind, where proximity is the sole differentiator. You know, and literally all else is equal in terms of the price, you know, broadly, within you know, five to six, seven percent. The equipment's the same, the layout can be the same. The you know the the amount of equipment per square foot, i.e. the you know the, the how much access you have each member has to to get on a bench press or a, or a treadmill, you know it, it's very it's very very similar. So pure gym and the gym group, the the like I said, if you change the the signs in the front, you would you would it would you wouldn't be able to tell much of a difference you know, broadly. Um, the only difference is the location of the actual gym, and I think the. If you compare that to other retail formats, that's, you know, we explained this in our, in the recent research we published, but the utility, the customer utility function, i.e. the, how customers choose to buy a service or product isn't, I haven't found one yet that is as clean as gyms. And there are various other, and this is kind of how my mind changed, or at least my thinking has solidified over the last decade, is that there are various like factors or facts that have come out of our research that support this, whether it's the CMA review, review from the from the potential merger of Pure Gym and, and the Gym Group, various other facts that that suggest that you know customers, and we can also just look at our own experience. Gym members don't travel further than ten minutes on average to go to the gym. That's whether you're driving or whether you're walking. And so if you have these these offerings, you know, the, the equipment, the the layout, the experience, the price, the same, you can really isolate the competitive game to location. And and you don't get that in other markets as clear or as cleanly. You know, in food, we looked at Domino's because they also fortress the, their sites. You know, there's way more choice in 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 what you want to eat if you you know if you order in Domino's and you get a you get a hot pizza for 25 quid or the whole average order value is 20 20 quid 25 pound and you get it delivered within 15 20 minutes you know the aggregators have, have basically made way more meal types or food types available within 25 minutes albeit a slightly more expensive price but we don't like to eat pizza every time potentially we take out so you know the, the choice really matters there's just not many other, you know, Ashstead and equipment rental also fortress, but proximity isn't as cleanly as, as, as the only differentiator. The service and other things matter. So the other retail formats, when you go through them, it's not as the, the competitive game is not as clean, and that matters because when you're if you're trying to handicap like the durability of long term, you know, mature economics of a of a gym, you need to understand how how competition is going to evolve, right, and the nature of competition. So I think our work has been really surrounding that and trying to understand, okay, how do the how do these businesses really compete? What is you know how do the customers really think about choosing services? How does that compare to other retail formats? And that really led to our recent piece on on hotelling's law and, and comparing Domino's and, and the gym group. I think it'd be interesting for 
our audience, or at least for some members of our audience, uh, to get more of a feel for how what you've just described has surfaced amid your broader research process. Um, also for people looking at in practice that, that don't know as well, that are just getting into the product. Um, if you think about what we've done here, well, there's an IP company profile on the gym group, a company, what we're calling company learning journey. Um, there, there is this recent IP research piece that we're in the process of discussing right now. How have you approached that work in the context of your entire IP research, like everything you have on your plate? And, and, and as a, a quick part two, how do you decide when to publish what? Well, I think there's one potential lesson of, of doing this work is that you have to let insights rise to the surface. You, know, you can't force them out. And, and so I think the way that we've evolved in how to conduct this work has more been, yeah, I'm exploratory, but also just trying to understand and seek the, the deep truths about how these businesses work. And you can't, you know, you really can't force that. You can't have a strict publishing schedule and when you're going to find insights if it was that easy then you'd you know you'd, you'd line them up and it would be you know it wouldn't be fun um so i think it's you know the, i mean just to make it more practical you know i, I tend to have i mean I, I follow many different companies and you know, have a long list of businesses that i've studied before that i find interesting i'm always doing maintenance work on those companies you know, whether that's I mean, like the gym group, for example, or that, that this question of mature gym economics, I've been exploring for frankly for years, and always been interested to speak to great executives. So we have our team; they're outsourcing people on these companies pretty much consistently. Um, and and so when when great executives come up, I'll always be interested in exploring th those kind of really important questions on those businesses, and whether that could be, like I said, the, the gym group and basic fit and mature gym economics. You know, Appfolio and, and, and now looking at enterprise customers and how they're going to move up market. You know, that sort of way we're looking at enterprise customers, B2B distributors. And, and so there's various other businesses that we, that we really look at. And so there's always that maintenance piece. And in terms of how I structure my time, there'll always be like one or two key areas that I'm studying for, you know, months, three, six, 12 months. For example, now it's, it's Dunaher and, and, and their evolution history and life sciences and, and that will be a probably you know six to twelve month case study that we'll do on going back through all their acquisitions to understand why and how they bought them, how they operate them, how they deploy DBS, and then more just how the industry works, and and then the insurance brokers you know we'll be looking at. So that, and then I'll weave in maintenance work on on these businesses with with great executives and. You know, when we when I tend to do those, like it's probably a function of finding great executives and also like the the price. You know, the the, the potential. You know how how interesting the 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 current setup in in the equity may be and and in the investment thesis and I think the part of Wake's why it's focused on the the gyms was because you know, if you look at the, the valuation of them, like the, you know they're really out of favor and. These businesses have all grown their, their estates, you know, through COVID, and their revenue went to zero literally overnight during COVID, and the stock hasn't moved. If not, it's you know it's down pretty since pre-COVID. So, 
you're really discounting the mature gym economics then, you know? So I think, yeah, it's, it's a function of when we, when we, when I study things, it's, it's, you know, a couple of those key research projects that will last be, be in a longer period of time, you know, many, many different companies that I'm doing maintenance work on with a couple of key questions, you know, those executives will, will always be finding sourcing great executives or customers on, on those businesses. And, and hopefully, hopefully you can line up finding great executives doing the research and a, and a good investment opportunity, right. And, and a good valuation and, and set up for, for the equity. So that's partly why we, you know, we've spent a bunch of time on, on gyms over the last few months. Yeah. I think it's really important to understand the evergreen nature of, of the bulk of the work that on our site um, for listeners, you have access to our watch list. Um, these are businesses or this list has, has not changed dramatically over the last 10 years for us. There's, there's a handful of new names, um, but really most of those businesses, uh, we will have an established set of research questions and the the offering, the in-practice offering is really centered around curating the experience and insights of the most competent people we can find as they speak to these research questions that, that we continuously refine, reflect on, um, that arise from studying the filings, that arise from speaking to mature or experienced shareholders of, of these businesses. Um, so give us a feel for any incremental research spend on gyms, where that's going to go um, over the next 12 to 18 months. There's always ongoing work and, and, and potential information to validate a thesis or maybe mainly disprove a thesis. So, you know, we're working on Pure Gym, which is a big levered PE-owned competitor of, 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 of the gym group. We're also working on Basic Fit. They're expanding into new new markets, you know, into France, Spain, mainly in Germany as well. Um, we'll be working to understand those those markets. And that, that's, you know, it's also an interesting point around how, you know, where, where also these businesses could go wrong, right? Like you might have mature economics and, and, and a rational duopoly in one market and, and, and not, and an irrational one in, the, in, in another market. And so that's where basic fits a different beast to something that's potentially more stable, but obviously lower growth opportunities in the UK. Um, so really understanding, you know, the management of basic fit, the quality of the capital deployment policies in different markets. And that'll be always ongoing work for us going through those European markets over the next well, foreseeable future, next couple of years. Excellent. And then on the broader 2024 plans for this year, in terms of what our subscribers can expect, um, you mentioned Danaher. Got a, I think a project that's going to take us, I think, keep us busy for at least a few years. Slightly different to gyms. <laughs> right, slightly slightly different to gyms. Uh, so, so, yeah, technical in, in very different ways. We've got, uh, we've got uh, and have published actually uh, a series of very well-received interviews on Appfolio. Um, so maybe you could offer just a few highlights on that and on what else is keeping you busy. Uh, you and, of course, Alan and Nadim are two investment analysts who are doing this work under your leadership. I mean, Appfolio is you know, the B2B SaaS business that has the blessing of Mr. Mark Leonard, like one of the OG VMS B2B SaaS guys. Um which I think has sparked up a lot of interest, but 
Um, I mean, it's it's interesting because you know, I've studied the. There are obviously various different B two B SaaS companies, some way more technical than others. Um, you know, all the observability businesses, Datadog, Splunk, Dynatrace, etc. Call it infrastructure SaaS. You know, tends to obviously is more technical. And but there are a bunch of other B two B SaaS businesses that are somewhat <laughs> lends itself to for, to for a generalist to, to better understand, i.e., you know, Appfolio and Center Property Managers. So we've got a bunch of those that we're looking at, Viva, Procore, that are on our list. Always curious, you know, some of the smaller B2B SaaS businesses around Europe that we're also looking at. Always be focusing on on those companies. And yeah, and then and then there's like I said, a bunch of work we're we're planning. We have work on intuitive surgical coming up the next few months um, in terms of a research piece, Evo, we're doing a bunch of work there on their, on their Asia business. Um, and then, yeah, surveys, more surveys on Trepanion, on ACV auctions, on the wholesale market, um, Copart we're looking at. And like I said, I'll be, I'll be hopefully wrapping my head around the, the life sciences businesses of Danaher and what they're planning over the next five to 10 years there. And then on the insurance side, back into insurance and, and, and the brokers, some of the carriers, and hopefully can, can add value there. Excellent. Busy year ahead. It's good stuff. A reminder to our subscribers, drop us a line. If you would like to propose research angles um, or put a company on our radar. Or if you're short, Discount or if, if, well, even, even <laughs> more importantly, get in touch if you're short. Tell us where we're wrong. Feel, we, we invite you to help us rub our nose in our mistakes. Open invitation. <laughs> <laughs>